Today on Crawl Call, it's a look at a brand new television season. Kim Roots of TV Line is here with a look at the returning favorites, the new shows that you need to add to your viewing schedule, and the ones that you might not want to get too attached to. So don't change the channel because that's what's coming up today on Crawl Call. Welcome to another edition of Kroll Call. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to hang out with me. Today, we are going to be talking all about television. Here in Philadelphia, in just a matter of hours, we are going to be welcoming Pope Francis to the city for a mass and for all sorts of fun things. But that also means that it's a little crazy here in the city, and I have fled for somewhere where there is less crowds and it's a little bit quieter. But to prepare for all of that, I had a chance to chat with TV Line's Kim Roots earlier in the week to get all of the information about this new fall TV season. From the shows that are returning that were favorites last season, like Empire and How to Get Away with Murder, to some of the new shows, the Minority Report reboot on Fox, and shows like The Grinder and The Muppets. These are all of the things that we're going to be talking about. Plus, we've got a list of some shows that maybe you might not want to get too attached to because they may not last for very long into the season. As you know, every season there's a show that gets canceled first. It's a dubious distinction, but it has to be somebody. I don't think we've ever had a season where there were no shows canceled. But all of that being said, here is our big fall television preview on Kroll Call with TV Line's Kim Roots. My first guest is the senior editor for TVLine.com. It is a website devoted to giving television enthusiasts all the news that they want, and I'm pretty sure there's even some news that's given that fans didn't know that they wanted. Kim Roots is here today to help us sort of take a look at the fall TV shows, the ones that are returning, the ones that are brand new, and maybe the ones that you shouldn't get too attached to because they might not be around too long. Kim, the new TV season is here, and I hope you like are like me and are really excited about this. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. Um, I am, let's just say, I'm very excited always about new starts and fresh things, and TV can surprise us in ways that we never see coming. So that's, that's amazing. That said, this is not the most I've ever been excited for a new TV season mm. coming up. There's yeah, I know. Uh, there's just, I feel like there's a lot that uh, is kind of playing off of things we've seen before. But a few of the pilots I've seen are not... You know, not the things you want to take home to Mama, but there's still some fun, some fun spots and some uh, some uh, little uh, I don't know treasures I would say here and there among the among the rubble. Mm -hmm. So very excited to talk to you about that. We today. will dig for treasures a little later. First, <laughs> something that needs to be put out there. This is not the first time that you have been on this show, but it's the first time that we have spoken. How is this possible? What is going on? What kind of sneak? I know. I know. I uh, Richard Sims, 
brought me, introduced me to Cole Call, and um, I believe you were out of town, so it's really your fault probably, that, that we haven't met yet. I, I, I'm sure it was an injury, but it, you know, just the fact that we've just <laughs> met, the word on the street is that you think that you have met me in several <laughs> locations before. <laughs> oh no, I'm being outed. Okay, so do you want me to tell the story? I'll tell the very brief story. Sure, go ahead. Uh, Okay, so so someone else who has a radio show um, contacted me on Twitter, and I thought it was you because I'm not. I didn't pay close attention. I was doing ten other things, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I wish I could have run into you too." And then um, I realized that it was another person who also was very nice, and um, I had a lovely back and forth once I figured out what was going on. But I'm an idiot, so that's that's the bottom line of <laughs> this whole story. I'm a, I'm not bright. Well, we will give you a chance to redeem yourself with the next segment. We're going to take a step back in time a little little bit because I think we kind of need to before we can move on. Primetime Emmys. The ceremony was held earlier this week and it was sort of one last look at last season's shows. So in a sort of uh, roundabout way, Kim, do you think that the Emmys got it right this year for the most part? Um, I will tell you that Yes, I think they did. I think um, I, <laughs> you're you're getting all my my weaknesses here, Dan. I tweeted right after. I think after Olive Kitteridge picked up its like I don't know 300th Emmy, I tweeted like in all caps, like okay, okay, I haven't seen Olive Kitteridge. Like I never sat down and watched it. That will be amended soon because I hear it's quite good, according to everyone and their mom and the Emmys. Um, I think. You know, I'm glad John Hamm got his Emmy, even though he seemed less than psyched when he was up there. Did you see that that speech? He was he cr- kind of like yeah, the crawling up and the you know the taking yeah. shots at, at HBO and things. I, I don't know what. I mean, I kind of figured that he would win. There weren't really too many big surprises, except for maybe right. uh, Veep winning for comedy series. Um, I mean, it, it was sort of predictable, but it, with that. Uh, you know, you want to see someone get excited. You want to see the emotion for someone like Viola Davis when she won. Her speech right. is what you want to see. There was also um, um, from Orange is the New Black. Um, uh, oh, Uzo, yeah. Yes. Uzo Duba. Like, mm-hmm. That's what I want to see when someone wins. I want to see like real emotion, not I'm an actor, these are my emotions. Just my opinion, whatevs. Exactly. No, I'm with you. I mean, I, I, you know, I get that Frances McDormand, when she got up there, was just kind of like, everything's been said. Okay, thanks. But like, like, this is still a really big deal. And it's a big deal that a lot of people would, you know, sell their grandmother for. So I, if you're, I always say, if you're an actor, fake it. <laughs> fake like you're excited if you're up there. This is your job. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I okay, do. all the actors now are going to start, start flaming me on Twitter. But, and just, uh, no, just to let everyone know before we move on, my Nana's currently listed on eBay for $17.45. <laughs> so... If you have an Emmy, that's the going rate. Uh, you know, we can negotiate shipping. Um, I'm sorry. Continue. You were saying. <laughs> oh no. So, so I mean, there were some, there were a lot of moments, like you said. I loved um, my my favorite speech of the night was Regina King's uh, yeah. acceptance speech. She just looked amazing. She seemed really excited. She had a very sweet back and forth with her son, who was in the crowd. Um, I, I really liked that. I thought this was also from an entertainment standpoint. Not the worst Emmys we've seen in a long time. Um, although it did very poorly in the ratings. What do you what do you attribute that to? <sighs> oh. <laughs> I think that it was P 
people have gotten used to certain uh, feels for certain shows. Like, I think for the Tonys, for example, people have gotten used to there for a while for Neil Patrick Harris doing his things. Uh, and then when it wasn't him, it was suddenly, oh, I don't know how to feel about this. I think that the Emmys have sort of had the same sort of thing for a while, and it was a little bit different. Yeah, uh, you know, if it's it's if it's a different sense of humor, um, like with the Golden Globes, with the uh, when they went from you know crazy mean English guy to Tina Fey and, and Amy Poehler, <laughs> it was a totally different. Thing and all of a sudden yeah. it, was, it was like a oh well this is good this is what we want I think that having Andy Samberg there I think was different for what people were expecting and maybe you know I don't know uh, it was okay mm-hmm. it just it didn't seem to be a whole big crazy fun celebration to me but it was all right I mean I didn't win an Emmy maybe I'm just bitter. <laughs> But if you had, you would have gotten up there and been very excited about it. In your- 1962 is now the current <laughs> bin on eBay. Let's go from shows that won Emmys. Let's go to shows that are returning this season and talk about how their their expectations are for the season. And I want to start with one that is sort of returning, but not really. It's CSI. It has a series finale, even though the CSI cyber is continuing. And I got to say, not a fan. Sorry, season two. But the end of CSI, this is really one of those shows that kicked off a lot of these other shows that we're seeing now that are continuing. It's sort of the end of an era, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I will fully admit to not being CSI's target audience and to um, kind of having episodes here and there throughout its run, but never being diehard. That said, like you said, it's a show that really changed the way that other procedurals do their thing. Um, and if you do you remember back when it first started how gross everyone thought it was? <laughs> I just remember even when they had the little uh, uh, like animations and the graphics and the CGI effects, everyone's like, oh, that's so cool. Like 60 Minutes did an entire mm-hmm. segment on how they make the, the special effects. And now, I mean, everybody's doing it. But yeah, I, I do remember that it was it was considered to be really dark and sort of almost controversial. Right, at one point. right. Now, and now it seems like, I mean, I think my mom watches it now. You know what I mean? So I, it's very, I, my mom, as you guys don't know, is she's not a, she's not an edgy viewer. So, so it's just been, like you said, it's been on forever. Um, very loyal following. I mean, the numbers have, they're, I, they're not what they were, but they're still very good. I mean, CBS has a gold mine there. Um, I definitely, I'm interested to see how they're going to wrap it up. I think it's sort of a, sort of disappointing on that. And there's other shows that have also been on since the dawn of time as well. SVU is back. That's been on for almost, what, 20 seasons? And The Simpsons has been on since, you know, since my Nana was actually young, I think. Um, these are two shows that are coming, and they're still on, and they're going. Do we think that, you know, these are exceptions to the rule? that these are just really quality shows that are continuing, or is there some, just they're leaving them go because they want to and have nothing else? I think I think there are two very different reasons behind why those shows have gone on for such a long time. The, um, but as like you said, they're both super popular. The Simpsons, you know you can tune in any Sunday night, and you're going to get a very funny, very sharply written uh, half hour of comedy where you might not get all the jokes, but you'll you'll laugh at most of them, and it, the more pop culture that you absorb on a daily basis, the funnier funnier you will think that show is. Um, I it's always been very um, 
it's always been very topical, even though they tend to do their, their uh, episodes about nine months to a year ahead of time. They tend, they tend to hit these themes that uh, most people can relate to. Um, SVU, on the other hand, I think is a very different show than it was when it started. Um, Warren Light took over as showrunner about five years ago, and um, we actually spoke to him. I spoke to him recently for TV Line, and he was saying, you know, when I came on, Maloney was leaving, that Neil Bear, that showrunner before him, was leaving, and he's like, everyone thought I was the captain coming on the Titanic as it was going down. <laughs> everyone was like, have, have a nice time riding this show into the ground. And it's survived. You know, people are attached to Olivia Benson. I know I'm attached to Olivia Benson. Um, people have taken better to uh, Rollins and Amaro, even though Amaro is now gone, uh, Kelly Ginnish and Danny Pino's characters, than I ever thought they would in Christopher Maloney's wake. Did, you, did that surprise you, that people kind of adopted them so easily? It does for any of these shows. Um, when continuity right? seems to be so important, uh, it's, it's always right. a surprise. Right. So, I mean, and I do think now that, uh, you know, you watch an old SCU episode, um, as I do so often when I'm home with my daughter, and um, you get a very strong case. You don't get a ton about their home lives. Now, if you watch, a lot of last season was about whether or not Olivia was going to get to keep her foster child as her adopted son. Uh, so, you know, they spend a lot more time now on the detective's personal lives. Whether or not you like that, I think, determines whether or not you're still watching. And for shows like that, sometimes it requires people to give them a second chance when they've sort of changed it. Brings us to Definitely. talking about a reality series that has been around since the dawn of time, and it has a message of second chances this season, Survivor. It, it seems to be back better than ever. It was really popular in the beginning, then it sort of ebbed a little bit, and now you're 30-some seasons in, and the ratings are back up again. Is Survivor just the reality series that will always stand the test of time? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know that there will be any reality series. That it, I don't know that we'll be talking about Survivor in another 15 years. You know what I mean? Maybe. Jeff Probst will probably still look the same. That man has not <laughs> aged a day in the last, the last decade or so. Um, but it's probably some mystical water he's drinking on, like whatever island they're on. But... Uh, I, you know, I think the, the thing with Survivor, and it's Mark Burnett, you have to give him credit. Like, it's just very well crafted. The games are very, you know, the challenges are very well crafted. They cast so well. So they, they, you know, they go back to that formula of, like, every single person is going to really push another person's, person's buttons or several. And that's what you watch for. Um, and then, you know... There's usually people that you genuinely would like. I have to admit, I'm very sorry to say this now, but when Elizabeth Hasselbeck was on, I thought she was so cool. She was so likable. <laughs> she was so friendly. She was this girl next door. Well. She was, like, friendly with, there was, like, an old guy on the cast <laughs> she was, like, allied with. And now I, 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 I do not feel the same way anymore. But, but uh, I think that they're just very good at picking people that you can, you can, see your friends or your family in or the person that you hate that steals your coffee every morning you know when you're trying to order it at Dunkin Donuts so there's there's that there are some other shows that are returning that are a little more in the way of newbies a couple actually more than a couple that are now in their second season the biggest one that I think people are going to be most watching Kim is mm -hmm. Empire the big yeah, breakout hit of last season is there a risk of a sophomore slump? And if that were to happen, 
would it just have everyone out in the streets rioting and being completely upset <laughs> because it was such a great show and if it was any bit of a letdown people are gonna you know be very upset yeah i um you know so i so that, yes i think you're right there is a huge threat of sophomore slump with that show because that show built, I don't know if people remember, every every single week it was on yeah. in its first season, it, it built up its audience. That does not happen for a brand new show. So um, there is a huge risk. I'm happy to report um, that the beginning of the season is very strong. So, um, you know, we've seen the premiere now. The guest stars that were announced all summer, because we were very worried at, at TV Line, you know, those of us who love the show, that you're seeing name after name after name being brought on as guest star. Chris Rock and Al Sharpton and all these, you know, kind of uh, big and also random people. And I'm like, when, when are we going to see Cookie? Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to see Cookie because she's Cookie. Um, I can safely report that they are being woven in very easily. The way that you saw in the season premiere will continue. And um, I think, you know, at least from what I've seen, the Empire can do no wrong right now. Okay. Another new show last season was Gotham. It is back. Uh, the season premiere had, was already this week. Their season two, they're calling Rise of the Villains. Again, there's a lot of expectations because this was really uh, another one of Fox's bright spots for last year. What are your thoughts on the return of Gotham for season two? Gotham. Gotham. I watched the first few episodes last year. I was so into this idea. I love Ben McKenzie. That show lost me so hard after like episode three. I'm like, what? okay, bad guys, he's never going to win. The city's corrupt. Ugh. And he had this like mousy fiance. So I dropped out, and then one of my coworkers this year was like, you need to watch this season. This season is going to be amazing. So I have not, uh, I have not yet caught up on this season, but I can tell you with the TV line stamp of approval, um, you should tune back in to Gotham. Also, apparently Barbara's a crazy person now. I missed this. She, she's she's she one of the bad guys now. is berserk. She is just a <laughs> wackadoo, and I kind of like that in, in a, a weird way sort of way um you know i know she she went full like annie lavery on uh on uh <laughs> she kind of did <laughs> thank you thank you i have all this amc knowledge i can't put anywhere else so i there you go I well, well there'll be a way to weave it in in just a couple of questions so stay tuned another show <laughs> in the same sort of uh vein of of being a new show coming back jane the virgin uh, probably, yeah. the, I wanted to say the WB, but that takes me back too far. CW, uh, one of their really, their brightest spots. Not a huge ratings winner, but it was critically acclaimed. You got a, a Golden Globe for Gina Rodriguez. It's coming back for the second season. Is this a show that can stand the test of not having, you know, empire-sized ratings? Yeah, you know, I think it can. I mean, I don't want to, you know, keep it all on Gina Rodriguez because it is a very talented ensemble, um, and it's very funny, and it's very heartwarming. But Gina Rodriguez, I mean, that girl smiles, and, you know, clouds clear in, you know, all the major cities across the eastern seaboard. Like, it, she's just got this magnetism about her, and she's, she's such a good little actress that I definitely, if she keeps doing what she put out in season one, I think that the fans and of the show will just follow her. Do you know what I'm saying? It's very rare that I, I would put it all at one person's feet, but she's just so watchable. Well, she kind of is. I mean, it's... 
I enjoy the show. I don't necessarily watch it. I'll admit when it comes on, I DVR it and then catch up and watch it. And it's sort of fun. It's not, it doesn't make me have to think a whole lot, which is great on certain days of the week. I'm sure everyone can relate to that. There's just days that you you just want to watch some TV and be entertained. I'm hoping that it does well. I'm hoping that you know, they just don't decide to, to cut it loose if it doesn't uh, go up significantly in the ratings. Because it's surprisingly, it's still a quality show, even though it's it's probably not got the budgets of a Gotham or an Empire or some of the other shows that we're going to talk about later. Right. Now, and I think, you know, that show has such critical buzz as well that I would, I think they'd be hard-pressed to uh, lose it. Critical buzz. Also, an entire night on ABC from one mind of, of one person it's thursday could you be talking about i don't know but it rhymes with well it doesn't rhymes with anything it, it, it is rhymes it's shonda rhymes we have gray's anatomy scandal how to get get away with murder uh gray's anatomy and sort of an aging show that there was talk at one point that maybe it would have ended i guess a season or two ago it's still going strong i don't know if it has to do with the whole thursday night lineup but these are three shows that i mean generate so much uh, Twitter sphere comments and so much buzz, even outside of social media. These seem to probably be the strongest night uh, shows on Thursday, probably maybe even of the rest of the week. Yeah, I mean, the TGIT cannot be denied. I mean, the, you're like exactly what you just said. Grays is the, you know, it holds it down at 8 o'clock. You have people who started watching Grays. Back, you know, I think we're going into season twelve. Sounds correct? about right. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna double check that while we're talking. But uh, you have, you know, I remember, for instance, when I was like, I'm gonna date myself here, but when I was just out of grad school, that show came on, and that was the thing that like my roommate and I watched together. It was like a, like I felt like it was speaking to me. These were women in their young, you know, mid twenties who were doing this thing that they had been trained for their entire lives and yada, yada. And then as they've grown, so have my friends and I. So we continue to watch. And so it's, it's very much this feeling of it being like kind of like woven into your life. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think, I, I think that tapping into that female audience who feels that way has done very, very well for that show. Um, I also think, yeah, we're going to season 12, and I think that um, after the darkness of last season and, you know, McDreamy being killed off, Patrick Dempsey leaving the show, um, they've promised a much lighter season this year, and I think a lot of people will be up for that. There's it only, didn't bother I mean, me. It didn't bother me <laughs> that they killed off McDreamy. I was, I mean, it was, really? uh, and of course that was the one time I was on the West Coast, uh, was out for the daytime Emmys, and it happened then, and mm-hmm. of course it was ruined for me. Uh, So now I know, and I'm like, what? Uh, But (laughs) I got to say it, I enjoyed it. I'm sorry. I enjoyed that he was sent out with a bang. I'm sorry. Oh, Send the hate mail at Dan J. Kroll or at Kroll Call Show on Twitter. You can also go to KrollCall.com and send emails, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I also (laughs) will admit that I don't watch Scandal. So while you're there, send some messages about that as well. But I do watch How to Get Away with Murder. So, um, Well, so here's here's the thing with Scandal, right? So I, I came to Scandal. I was very late to the Scandal party. And when I finally started watching it, I watched the whole first season in one night because I was, I was just, I could not stop. I'm like, oh, my God, the show is exactly what everyone says it is. It's so good. And then I watched season two, and I was like, well, this is still really good, but hasn't Olivia given that speech before? 
mm-hmm. and have it like, like, what are the stakes and what the hell is she actually going to get with the president or not? Like, what's the deal? And then I just realized that this, this happens a lot. What happens on Scandal happens a lot. Now, that said, I'm probably going to get all the hate mail for that, but <laughs> I think Kerry Washington's great. I think Shonda Rhimes is amazing. I think that that show um, maybe is not, doesn't have the staying power of a graze. That's just, I'm just putting that out there. Would you like to put out there what your Twitter handle is in case people want to comment about your thoughts on Scandal? Uh, my, Twitter, my Twitter handle is at uh, Kroll Call. <laughs> oh, well. No, I'm always happy to talk to anyone on Twitter about TV. My Twitter handle is at Kim Roots, K-I-M-R-O-O-T-S, like the bottom of a tree. And um, as long as we keep it civil, um, I'm all about it. Bring, bring it on. I love it when people don't agree with me on Twitter because, you know, there's only so many hours a day. I can only watch so much TV. You can only watch so much TV. I always am looking for people to tell me things that they think I should be tuning into or things that I'm wrong about. Hathaway with Murder is also sort of like an empire in the sense that it's got a lot of buzz. I think it was probably one of the top two or three shows in terms of uh, social media presence. There's a lot of pressure on how to get away with murder for this second season as well. Yeah, I wish I could say that I had seen a few episodes I have not, but um <laughs> so I got nothing. No, I was going to say, <laughs> but like going back to the watchability, Viola Davis, my God, yeah. my God, that woman is just like, she can command a scene. She commanded the Emmys. <laughs> like, when well, she got up there, I felt like everything had just kind of stopped and we all, you know, like just zoned, zoned out and like tuned into her. And well, so, there's one person who didn't quite zone out and she heard about it on Twitter, but we won't talk about her. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Twitter can be a bad thing, too. Let's just leave it at that. It can. Now, two shows that sort of go in between the returning shows and the new shows. I think we need to talk about them. I promise you to get a chance to talk about the All My Children aspect. The Mindy (laughs) Project is now on Hulu. All My Mm. Children was at one point on Hulu as well after it was canceled by ABC. And Mm -hmm. that worked out just not well. Uh, I've heard from folks who are checking yeah. out the Mindy Project. They said, you know, the sets look the same. They don't even really know that it's it's moved to Hulu. This seems to be a good example of how to move a show from TV to streaming. I was going to say, so I think there's, there's a few things working uh, in the Mindy Project's, uh, you know, favor that all my children did not have. Uh, one, it's starting up exactly when it would have. So, mm-hmm. like, we're coming back into the fall. This is when Mindy Project would have been starting again on Fox, and it just happens to be starting on Hulu. Um, two, you're right. Like, they, it looks exactly the same. If not, maybe just a little bit better, but the sets look exactly the same, filmed in exactly the same way. Um, you would not know that this hadn't already aired somewhere else if you did not know that it, would, it had moved to Hulu. Um, third... How do I put this? Uh-oh. Everyone there knows what they're doing <laughs> and, and wow. can, okay. has, has been able to. Well, you know how, I mean, the All My Children thing had so many stops and starts through various, for various reasons that by the time it actually got going, the, the kind of like critical mass had, had died off, in my opinion. Um, it didn't help that a lot of the people, the target audience for All My Children, really did not know how to access the new episodes. Hmm. I'm sure that you fielded a lot of that, too. Absolutely. I know, I know that my, my friends at Soaps and Depth got a lot of calls and emails and letters written about how to, how to do that. Um, 
So I think, you know, it's a much different audience. It's a much different time. People just watch a lot more TV on their computers now than they did even five or six years ago. So um, I think that Mindy Project does not really run the risk of going the way of Pine Valley. No, well, I do miss Pine Valley. I do too. And I don't want to, because now you're, you just brought down the whole show, Kim. I, I'm, a, I'm a downer. <laughs> did, 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 did that not come out before? Well, if nothing else, let's put it in a positive light. Perhaps the lessons learned with All My Children and One Life to Live are what will help others who lose their favorite shows on network television find them uh, having success in a streaming environment. So if if nothing else, let's just agree with this, Kim. Don't argue. Uh, oh, no. I'm, you know, keep hope alive. I keep, so there's, there's one, just very quickly, I don't want to sure. derail our conversation, but uh, the show Forever on ABC that got canceled at the end of last season. Um, the ratings were always just okay. Uh, the show got a lot better as it went on. This is, for those of you who didn't watch, it's an uh, uh, hour-long kind of a procedural about this immortal doctor in New York City who um, has allied himself with the New York City Police Department and helps them solve murders. He's like a coroner. But no one knows that he's immortal except for his uh, son. So, um, very cute show. Yoan Gruffid uh, and Alande Lagarza starred on it, and it got canceled. And the fans have been, like, turning themselves inside out trying to get it, you know, somewhere else. It's not looking so good right now. Warner Brothers produced it, and uh, I know that they've had a few um, streaming sites pass on it. Um, but all that to say that that show went off the air, you know, months ago. We ran a post based on a few tweets from the creator about what would have happened in season two, and the fans were out in droves. So if you love something and you're willing to maybe wait, there's always a possibility. How's that? Is that a good something you can stitch on a pillow? I like that. It would be a really large pillow because it was a lot of words, but maybe one of those <laughs> <laughs> maybe one of those life size ones that you can cuddle up with if you I am sleep alone. I am also verbose. Yes, that was another thing you should have heard about beforehand. Uh, another show that's coming back but not really, but kind of, but ni is the American horror story. Uh, anthology. We were going to a hotel this time. Not sure how I feel about that. I feel like bed bugs. <laughs> it could just be a show, like 13 episodes about bed bugs, and it would freak me out to, to no end. <laughs> Lady Gaga joins the cast. So, uh, yee. You know, I mean, it, mm, uh, it's, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like this, I, I feel that she has so much to gain by this because while I have expectations of her as a performer, particularly, you know, from music, and I know that she has her art thing and she dresses in bacon and great. Um, if she turns out being bad, for example, I don't think anyone would say, oh, well, we expected her to be Meryl Streep. If she turns right. out to be even slightly good, I think that she runs away from going, wow, you know, she was so much better than we expected, even if she were to only right. be so-so. And if she's great, you know, it'll knock the socks off of people. So that's interesting because this is really one of the first in the way of big turnover for this series. So they can yeah. really rejigger things a little bit. I don't know how it's going to go, though. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I think it's really funny. We were chatting um, at TV Line the other day about whether or not it's wise that they kind of built all of the promotions on uh, for this season around her. You know, there's even one uh, promo that says, like, Lady, like American Horror Story, Lady Gaga, and then the Lady Gaga turns into a hotel. And I'm like, well, hmm, it's not like you ever did American Horror Story. Hey, Justin Lang is back. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> which I would have been down for. I, I love that woman. So, you know, she can, she can uh, do no wrong. But... Um, 
I think I think you're right. I think the the expectations are pretty low, as they usually are. When remember when Madonna was Evita, no one thought that was going to be good. Some people still don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I happen to love that, but you know, it's, I understand it's an acquired taste. Um, so I think I think the, that show is so has moments of such camp that she will fit right in. Um, I think that she is just weird enough that she will fit right in. I think that Ryan Murphy clearly is, like, very excited that she's there, so he's going to make sure she fits right in. Um, I I do want to talk. Can we talk really quickly about Scream Queens? I was where I was going right afterwards. You take it. Go right ahead. I did not love it. I did not love the first couple episodes. Did you see? I saw the first one. And by the first one, I mean I gave it until the first commercial break. And then I... (laughs) And then I found other things to watch because, you know, it was up against a whole bunch. Of, it was up against the Muppets, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So It was up against the Muppets. I watched yeah. the Muppets, and we'll talk about that next. So, scream, I mean, I, people on the Twitter machine are loving Scream Queens. Yeah, yeah, not me. <laughs> but I don't, I think I, there's so much of these kind of things that, like, like, is it because I'm too old? That's, That's what I was just going to ask. Or we're out of the demographic, you know? so does it matter exactly. that we don't like it? Exactly. I mean, I can, I can just like hear like, you know, all the kids being like, yeah, it's not for you. You know, (laughs) that's totally fine. I just, I don't, I don't think that from what I've seen so far, I don't love the trying to be funny and trying to be scary at the same time. It, like, I think a lot of the scary movies were unintentionally funny. Um, Like Silence of the Lambs to me, I laugh through that entire movie because it's funny to me, you know, um, when when the what's her face who you showed up on Grey's Anatomy was down the well and she goes she screams and you know creepy skin man goes ooh, ooh, that's funny to me I'm sorry it is <laughs> I uh, yeah I just you know I I think that there there is obviously like let me be let me be not a downer I think it's awesome that Ryan Murphy has a stable accent that he goes to a lot. And Scream Queens has definitely, you know, he's expanded. He has Ariana Grande in there. He has Joe Jonas in there. Joe Jonas? Nick Jonas? Which Jonas does he have in there? One, One of, of them. The Jonases. There's three of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I, that, that's great. That's awesome. Maybe one of them will show up on on, you know, horror story for the old folks, and, and I will love that person there. But I just, and Jamie Lee Curtis, I mean, she's just the queen of all things, yeah. but I still, she didn't save that show for me so far. So, uh, next season, American Horror Story 55 Plus Community will be coming to the <laughs> No, no, they can do American Horror Story Activia, and then she can come on over. <laughs> I like it. And uh, we'll all be very, it'll all be about people who, like, are not regular, and it's very scary. <laughs> It could be very moving, I suppose. Oh, no! We talked about the Muppets and the fact that it is up against Scream Queens. The Muppets, I would say, probably more than any of the other new shows, had a significant range of buzz from, you know, we're joking about old people, but people who are looking back on it, nostalgic of the old Muppet show back in the, what, 70s and 80s. And there's Mm -hmm. little kids who are like, oh my god, it's a Muppet, it's a frog, it's a pig, wee! Um... That's what I hear in my head when I think of children. Um, now it's, it's like, do you hang out with children who suck down helium a lot? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not allowed to use my other voice because Richard Sims has said it's creepy. So, um, I want to watch the Muppets. It makes me. Oh my God! It is creepy. Go back. Go back to helium. <laughs> it makes me happy. 
So the Muppets is here now. It's aired its first episode. I will say that while I thoroughly enjoyed it, it was not what I expected. Um, mm -hmm. I'm anxious to see what happens in episode two. Yeah, I mean the. So I feel like. I feel like how much you listen to TV critics may have also, not you, but how much one listens to TV critics may color how you you receive the Muppets. So at first, everyone and their mom was so excited about the Muppets. Oh, my God. And then there was all this <laughs> Muppet backlash, which was actually a term that was used. Um, and then there was the backlash against the backlash, where it's like, come on, guys, just give it a chance. So I tried to tune all of that out. Um, it didn't help that, the, that ABC didn't have the pilot ready for viewing until right before um, the show debuted, which is not the case for most shows. Usually you get to see it a while, a while in advance. Mm -hmm. um, that said, I watched, I liked, I did not love. I'm sorry, Denise is creepy. Yes. Talk about creepy. Denise's eyes are just a little too far apart. <laughs> I think that's the key. It's, oh, now you're making me, oh, God. I, see, this is going to get beat by a show canceled, but it'll mean less work for me in the future. But she <laughs> sort of reminded me, now that you're talking about that, of Sloth from the Goonies. She's Oh my! Oh my God! I, I, you said that. I did not. All I said is that pig has a little bit of wide set eyes. That's all I said. No, like, um, I feel like but she's I it was a funny. Hussy. I mean, <laughs> wait. One of my one of my colleagues, Matt Mitovich at TV Line, pointed out how weird it was to see uh, Miss Piggy doing like a leg press. <laughs> like you never see her legs. Like what? What is going on here? I'm not um, a fan of th Denise. There was some. Th I liked. I mean, Tom Bergeron was a good with a good sport, yeah. you know, like hanging out there. Um, I, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, you know, everyone's like, oh, this will ruin my childhood. Like, newsflash, your childhood will not be ruined by one, like, you know, if a show does not turn out the way you want it to. Like, just let's all just take a step back. Um, it's not the Muppet Show. It's not Sesame Street. It's a different thing altogether. Um, I am willing to give it give it a, a few more episodes to get its feet underneath it, you know? I would argue that my father ruined my childhood, but that's a subject for Dr. <laughs> Phil. Also, bidding on Nana is now up to $24, so just... I was going to say, I just put my bid in. I'm very excited. <laughs> well, you're, you're pushing up the price. So I will come I'm out with a, good about this. with a show that I watched, did not really expect to like it, and came away really, really liking it. I'm going to guess that you know, the, the folks can probably guess it relatively easy because there have only been a, a handful of new shows that have aired so far this week. But mm -hmm. in case they can't, the next clue is it was on Fox. Mm -hmm. It was Minority Report. I did not think that I would like it. It held my interest. And through the whole show, the one thing that I kept thinking sort of, as I was following along with everything going on, no was not would making good cancel another show because I liked her on that NBC one that was uh, great but canceled and had the one life to life <laughs> people. Uh, can't think of what it was even called, but it doesn't matter. Decep it was, deception? It was one of those one word ones. Deception? Yes. Is that it? Yeah, okay. Repulsion, deceptive, uh, something. <laughs> uh, is that this show looks like it cost... 18 billion dollars to put together this first episode it looked mm -hmm. really expensive which is a plus you don't want to watch something that maybe you would struggle with plot and then go yeah, and it looks crappy too it looked good and i liked it 
you don't, but I can just tell. Uh, no. <laughs> I did not say I know. Here's the thing. I got burned because I don't know if you remember if you remember a show called Almost Human from I don't know, was it one season or two seasons ago? Um and which also looked amazing, was also a sci fi show on Fox, was also about crime fighting in the future. And just when I had like been like, Okay, I, th- I think I kind of like this show. They canceled it. So I, I've been burned by this whole scenario before. Hmm. And I, you know, you give me a little bit of hope, but I, I just, I worry. I oh, worry. dear. Well, it looks like the we'll pre-cog, be talking about that. The precogs can probably feel me worrying. They probably knew about it last week. And they, you know, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just catching up. So that explains why they phoned in their performances, because they knew that the show was going <laughs> to be canceled in four <laughs> episodes. <God> <laughs> Elsewhere, other shows, there's only a couple more that I think that we have time left to talk about for this segment, but uh, Quantico is getting a lot of promotion by ABC. Now, sometimes the shows that they push work. Uh, I remember Desperate Housewives got a push that lasted for a while. I think Grey's Anatomy Mm -hmm. did. How to Get Away with Murder certainly did. Pan Am got a lot of publicity. Um, Mm -hmm. Quantico looks sort of like, in my opinion, and this is not from ABC, and this is probably not going to be endorsed by them, but it looks like if the search and hunt for ISIS was coupled with Erica Kane, it's sort of... Soapy terrorism stuff, kind of. It looks like there's some yeah. intercourse going on. It's like all sorts of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Quantico is premiering this Sunday. Um, I've seen the first episode, and I I will tell you I liked it. Now, it is it it is not like a it's not a TGIT show. Like it, even though I think that on the surface they're you know they're very pretty people doing very dramatic things, um, and like life or death stakes. That said, um, it's it's just not at that level. I still think it's fun though. There's a the setup in the first episode is that uh, you're kind of jumping back and forth between the present when something catastrophic has happened and the past, where this uh, new class at Quantico, which is the FBI um, Academy, obviously, uh, is coming in, and so we're kind of learning who these people are. Like I said, they're all rather good-looking. It's so it's shocking on, on uh, primetime network TV that you're going to have good-looking people, I know. But, um, and so it's led by, and so you basically get, like, their backstories and what they're doing, and there's a few mysteries wrapped in that are set up in the beginning that we're going to be kind of following as the season goes on. Priyanka Chopra, who is a, an Indian actress, is kind of the, the anchor of the cast. She's the one that you're seeing in all the in all the ads, in all the, you know, when the buses go by, it's her face on it. But it very much is an ensemble. Uh, Joanna, I never say her name right. I don't know if it's Brady or Braddy, but she's from Unreal. Uh, did you watch Unreal, Dan? I did, actually. I'm so glad that I did, because I wasn't going yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. So Unreal was one of my favorite things of this past summer. She was... Uh, she was, uh, I believe Anna was her name. She was the, the bulimic who made it all the way, spoiler alert, <laughs> to, to, toward the end of the season. Uh, Kim Roots at Twitter.com. Um, so <laughs> if you, uh, she's in it. She's great. Um, you know, there are scenes where you're just like, oh, my God, there is no possible way that this would happen on planet Earth. But it didn't turn me off. I just still had a really good time with it. I'm, I'm interested to see where it's going. Um, I'm interested to see kind of like, can I say, can I say that shit on your show? Sure. Why not? You just did. 
I'm interested to see what batshit ways they're going to take the story. You can only say it once. You said it twice now. <laughs> it's not like happy birthday. It's in the public domain now. I don't it is, I think, it. maybe. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would give it a try. If you if you at all like any of those many words I just said, then you should try Quantico. <laughs> Um, one of the other shows that I think probably is getting good buzz for the last of this before we move on to our shows that you shouldn't get too attached to just in case there is a lot of buzz now. And I believe I've seen ads on TV for this. The Man in the High Castle. It's on Amazon. And the premise is what if the Nazis had won the war? It looks to me... Um, I mean, visually, from from the idea of concept, I may have even seen it in a movie theater. I don't know, but I saw a commercial for this. It mm-hmm. looks like it could be completely fascinating and yet scary at the same time, because this could have happened, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, for me personally, the best The best science fiction um, is, are, it's always things that are not very far removed from our daily lives. It's very used to believe. That's why I loved Humans, which is also on the summer um, if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth running through. Uh, it's about eight or ten episodes. But anyway, um, you know, it's got Man in the High Castle has a great pedigree. It's based on a Philip K. Dick novel, which, you know, he's, he's a master of science fiction. Um, it's written by Frank Spotnitz from the X-Files. I mean, I would pretty much watch anyone involved in the X-Files, even if it was the guy bringing, you know, the banana bread to the craft <laughs> services table. I would watch them do anything. <laughs> so... So, you know, Frank Spotnitz is the real deal. Um, and, and I just, you know, Alex Devalos, the Klein Tank, I, there's so many people involved in it that, that I'm definitely in. I think, it's, I think it's definitely a worth watching thing. There is a bit of time, though, if you are interested in checking it out. It does not begin airing on Amazon until November 20th. So you've got, yeah, got ooh, about two months to find other things. And in case those get canceled, there's always, you know, the man in the high castle. You could also read The the Man in the High Castle before watching The Man in the High Castle. I don't know how to read. Just throwing it out there. I would have to learn how to read (laughs) first. Is there an audio book? You know, there's a whole lot of other questions. So, You could spark notes The Man in the High Castle. (laughs) I could get Richard to read it to me. I'll, I'll... Pose that. Maybe we can do it as a special eight-part episode of Curl Call. Richard will just read to me. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) While he's on a cruise. It'll be amazing. Um, (laughs) So, Kim, Roots of TV Line, we are now at the sort of dubious distinction part of our discussion about the new shows for the fall season. Shows that are likely to be canceled, or if you want to put a positive spin on them, Shows that you may like, but they may have an extremely limited run, so enjoy them now. I'm going to say that there's one show that I really kind of want to like on the surface because it stars somebody that I find to be funny. Mm -hmm. And the subject of this is something that appeals because for those out there who follow along with Kroll Call and me and all that other shenanigans, you know that I wanted to be a doctor and did not become one. Well... Dr. Ken on ABC looked like it could have been very funny. But I've got to tell you, the promos that I've seen for it, sorry, ABC, sorry, Ken, don't yell at me. They were kind of, it wasn't potty humor, because potty humor can be funny. It was just, 
I don't know. I, I don't know that it, I found it overly funny. And maybe they're just picking bad promos. So um, I've seen the first episode, and I would say they are not picking bad promos. They're picking representative promos. Well, that's not good, though. That means... I know. I, I'm... It's it's a disappointment, quite honestly. That's that's. I wanted so much more out of that show. I realize that not every show, not every half hour comedy, has to be like. I really still like Modern Family. I think it's very mm-hmm. smart. I don't need all my comedy to be smart, um, but I need it to not be stupid. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. And I feel like I feel like Dr. Ken doesn't doesn't. It doesn't pull on the strengths of its star, whom I've loved in other stuff. I loved him in Community, loved him in the Hangover movies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, it, I feel very similarly to the way I felt about Super Fun Night when Rebel Wilson's uh, mm-hmm. comedy debuted a couple years ago. I wanted to like that so much. I like her so much. But no matter how much I watched it, I'm like, I just don't think this is funny. And that lasted, what, two or three episodes? Yeah, maybe. Okay, so that's my pick for shows that I don't know that you should get. I will say, though, uh, in terms of, well, maybe it was smart. I liked The Neighbors from a couple of seasons back. It was not your most intellectual show, but there was something about it that was really reminiscent of all the things that I liked, you know, the sitcoms, classic sitcoms, funny, some smart things. Anyway, uh, yeah. this doesn't I'm have actually, it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. That's I, okay. I, I just am actually really happy you brought that up because when when I first saw The Neighbors, when I saw the pilot, I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This is not funny. It's, it's, I, it's just not good. I, I, was, I was like, this show's going to be gone. And then I kept watching. And the thing about comedies that I seem to kind of forget sometimes when I get up on my high horse is that comedies take a while to gel. Mm-hmm. You, the writers need to learn the actors. The actors need to learn the rhythms. Um, everyone just kind of needs to work together a little bit more before you get into that place where things are funny on a consistent basis. Mindy Project season one, the first half of it is exhibit A. You know, 30 Rock season one, exhibit A. So um, by the time The Neighbors was canceled, sadly, I was a huge fan. (laughs) Even though I had, you know, written a piece in TV line saying I really didn't like the first episode. So it's possible Dr. Ken may have it in him to, uh, to, like, pull out, you know, a much better show than, than what you're going to see in the premiere. I'm hoping that I it's hope. not uh, beep, clear, boom, you know, that we're not having to revive yeah. Dr. Ken. I, I don't know. Uh, and, you know, it's gonna, it's on, I think, Fridays. Uh, so maybe it won't be, it doesn't need the, the big ratings. I have to look to see which day. Uh, but in the meantime. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's on Fridays at 8.30 on ABC. So you're right. I mean, there's a different, a different standard for, for those shows. So, now, you know, maybe. For you... What shows, new shows, are you concerned about? What new shows am I concerned about in terms of like, well, Dr. Ken was actually the one I was going to say because I think I, it, it's just it's just too much of a too much of a weird thing, right? Like we all know those Friday night shows that stick on forever, and you're like kind of like, well, why is this happening? Um, so he he may benefit from being on in that time slot, but. But really, and I, I feel bad saying this, like I said, I really enjoy his comedy in general, but um, of everything I've seen, that's, that was definitely my least favorite. One other quick one that I have that this reminds me, was it last year, the year before, when Selfie came out? Uh, promoted, 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 yeah. and yeah. people couldn't get past the name of the show. 
And as it turned out, at least for me, uh, I had that same judgmental thing of this. You can make a show about a selfies, really? Come on. And it wasn't terrible, right. honestly. Like, I mean, it no, had potential. No, and that potential. show also got much better. Yeah, that, that show got a lot better as it went on. Now, it makes me wonder about, on Fox, The Grinder. Apparently, <laughs> for those that are not in the know, Grinder with missing vowels, is apparently a hookup app for men who like the companionship of other men. I am shocked to hear this. This is the first I'm hearing of such things. <laughs> now we have The Grinder, which is sort of like the Twitter. Um, <laughs> will this be something that perhaps people never get past the name to give it a chance? Um, yes, it's a possibility. I think Rob Lowe helps uh, nullify some of that. Do you know what I'm saying? This isn't a show called The Grinder that without people in it that anyone has ever heard of. You have Rob Lowe, you have Fred Savage. So, so uh, The Grinder is a show that, you know, had it no stars, I might be a little bit more worried about it. But Rob Lowe is a powerhouse. People will watch him. Ever since The West Wing, uh, people will watch him in pretty much anything, at least give it a shot. Fred Savage is in it. He also has a certain, you know, a certain uh, attraction for people who were super into Wonder Years. So, uh, yes, is it the best name they could have picked? No, not in any way. Um, and it, but then when you start to think about it, the reason it's called The Grinder is because Rob Lowe's character was on a show called The Grinder, or been known as The Grinder on his show, uh, within the show. And that's also funny and stupid in that TV way. So, so I, I wouldn't count it out. I don't think that's the worst. Ooh. I don't think that's the, uh, the worst it could do. Well, we are out of time for our TV chatter, but I'm going to let you have the last bit of words before I let people know how they can find you. What are your overall thoughts? What are your strong recommendations? All of that that you want people to have listened to us chat, the most important little bullet points that you want them to know. Most important little bullet points. Um, I would tune in to Sleepy Hollow this season. That show uh, took a little bit of a stumble last season. I think they're back on it. They've made a lot of behind-the-scenes changes. They're doing a big Bones crossover uh, it later in the fall. And I think that it is worth, if you left it, it is worth, based on everything that I've heard from the people I've talked to, it's worth coming back to. So that's my little plug for that show. And um, another show that I definitely, I would like to put a little you know, a little, like, hey, maybe you should DVR this. Life in Pieces on CBS is a new mm -hmm. sitcom. Uh, people who do not like it are calling it kind of like Modern Family Light or, you know, Modern Family's, you know, like, bastard stepchild or whatever. <laughs> it's a cute show. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's got a lot of talent in it. Thomas Sadowski from the newsroom, Diane Weist, James Brolin. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot. Uh, Zoe Lister-Jones. Um, and uh, Colin Hanks. So there's a lot of people in it that are worth watching, and the way it's set up is that every within the half hour, every act is its own little story, and then they kind of tie together at the end. So what I've been telling people is if there's a character you don't like, you will probably not have to see them again after their little five minutes are done. So I, it's cute. I would, I would recommend giving that a shot. Well, there you have it. So let everyone, now that they've got that, now that they've heard us talk about these shows, now that they hear our thoughts on them, if they want to find you, either on social media or otherwise, or they want to read more about your work, tell them how to track you down. 
Awesome. Well, you should definitely bookmark tvline.com. That's T-V-L-I-N-E.com. Um, we are a really hardworking team. We really love TV, and we like the things you guys like. So check us out all the time. And you can find me personally at Kim Roots, at K-I-M-R-O-O-T-S on Twitter. And um, holler at me. I'll holler back, and we'll talk about TV, and it'll be awesome. It will. And maybe mid-season when we start to talk about the next batch of shows that are coming, we'll have you back. We can get sort of our report card to see if the shows that we liked did well and all that other fun stuff. I'd love to have you back, Kim. That would sound great. Thanks so much, Jen. I had such a good time. Well, remember that, that this was probably more oh, enjoyable. Oh, hold on, hold on. Breaking, breaking. I just won your grandmother. This is amazing. <laughs> what was the final bid? Um, I think it was uh, $19.98. So it went back. At one point it was 24 Somebody rescinded an offer. <laughs> I can't remember what the last, the last number somebody, res- somebody decided to rescind their offer after listening to that whole interview. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm going to take some time to gather this and, and compose myself and you know break the news to my Nana. Kim, thank you so much for being here. And hopefully we'll have you back soon. Awesome. Thanks so much, Dan. And with that, it'll bring us to the end of this week's episode of Kroll Call and our special look at the new television season, the returning favorites, the new shows that are going to be our favorites, everything TV. A very special thank you to Kim Roots of TV Line. Be sure to go over to tvline.com for everything that you wanted to know about television. In the meantime, we will be back here next Friday. We're here every Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. If you miss an episode, if you want to hear an episode that you've missed, or if you want to share an episode with a friend, head over to crawlcall.com. Go to our archives. That's a place to listen to every one of our shows. There's now more than 300 episodes of me talking about all kinds of different things. You can also listen on the Voice America Talk Radio Network and in the podcast section, you can download episodes for free on iTunes. That's it for now. Remember, the next time the phone rings, unless you're watching your favorite TV show, pick it up. It could be The Kroll Call. 